Oh, check, check, check. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you check? Can you hear me? Check. I can hear you pretty good. I might lean a little more into the mic. Lean, lean, okay, hold on. Wait. Do you hear that? Never mind. Sorry. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, let's make sure the background sound is... Lean in. Tone down. Okay. All, all right. right. All right. Oh, check, check, check. All right. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the Heartlands Entertainment Industries. I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And Nick is dead. We killed him. <laughs> it's always going to be that. We're always going to kill the missing co-host. Oh my God. You killed Nick. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> so today... We are talking about sound. Wait, hold on, wait. Wait, can you hear Did that? Can you hear that? Wait, can you hear that? I can, I can hear that. Okay, I can hear you. Okay, well, tell them to be quiet. Okay. All quiet, please. Okay. So, today, We're talking about sound. We're talking mics. We're talking sound department. It's been a long time coming because I don't know if y'all have heard. Ha! Did you it. guys know this? I don't, this is a fun Okie Show Show fact. Give it to us, Brian. Give I'm a it to sound us. guy. What? I what? know. It's crazy. No. I am a professional eavesdropper. That's so true. And not a very subtle one either. No, not at all. You're always awkwardly standing there listening. I know. With always. Working the pole. And just arms, arms just up, up and outstretched. Arms just jacked just. from all the eavesdropping. And your bad back from all of the <laughs> yeah. carrying of the mixer and the. And now I make that that dad noise anytime I bend over. I'm like, Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> and you're always, always doing this. Oh, hey, I'm bright. <gasps> And then turning quickly Wait, to see what the heck made that sound because you're always hearing some sound. So this is actually kind of a funny story. The, um, for a while, I was having like, I was afraid I was having like tinnitus issues because we would go to church and I would have to, I couldn't be in there during the music while the music was playing because I would start getting this in my ear. Ooh, it was ooh. like a weird distortion. So I went to the ear doctor and, uh, you know, did the whole exam and everything. The yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's really awkward <laughs> because you're it just is. like sitting there. Were and you in a box? Were you in the giant box? You yeah. Go into an actual sound booth box. I love. And that. it was funny because I sat in their in their box and then I critiqued their headphones. <laughs> <laughs> you're like these aren't that good of quality. I was like, yeah, these I've you know mine are better. Yeah. <laughs> I passed the test with flying colors. Oh, and no, that means you're just crazy, Brian. What the doctor's actual diagnosis was, because I explained to her what I do for a living, and her actual <laughs> diagnosis was, your ears are so tuned. <laughs> your ears have, have you know, you, you're able to hear things that no one else can hear. <laughs> so I'm basically a superhero. Oh, gosh, with the world's you are. most useless power. That's amazing. See, being now- able to hear everything. But yes, today we are talking sound with one of my favorite mixers that I've ever worked with through the years, Mr. Cabe Cornell. My goodness, he's been doing this for, I want to say, 25 years. I think, yeah, about 25 years. And 
Holy crap. I mean, he's worked in MTV. He's worked, he, he does everything from documentary to feature films to reality, pretty much you name it. And that's something that we all, as sound mixers in, in the Oklahoma Midwestern era, you ba- well, actually, no, it's, it's really just kind of a sound mixer thing. We do pretty much everything. All the stuff. All the different styles of filmmaking we're on because there's a severe lack of sound people. And so, that's actually good part opportunity of the to hop on this game, man. That's right. And so we're bringing to you information that you need in which to get started in the Department of Sound Waves. Can you hear Did the information? Yeah. Can you- <laughs> <laughs> same thought. Same thought. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're so with- let's- wait, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you, you say wait, it. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Did you did you hear that? It's Cabe. It's Cabe. He's coming in. Let's get to our conversation with Mr. Cabe Cornell. Cabe, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. How's it going? But it's good. It's good. Just trying to survive, you know? Just just hanging in there, living that dream. Yeah, it's a dream, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> you've been my mixer uh on several different projects. Um we did True Detective together. We did. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. Wow, my gosh, I've I've lost track. But introduce yourself oh, to the audience. Of how long have you been doing this, and and what's your what's your quick overview background? Uh, well, I'm Cabe Cornell. I have Cabe Cornell Audio LLC. Uh, sound mixer. I've done pretty much every kind of project I think you could think of, from news, narrative. Sports, features, commercials, documentaries, and whatever else you can think of. Podcasts now, or, or <laughs> yeah. is this a vlog? I don't know. I'm Podcast kind of older. Yeah. <laughs> it's going on uh, the face space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I looked at MySpace the other day just to see what was there. but <laughs> It's a ghost town over there. As I say, just people like sad. <laughs> Digital cobwebs. Got into the business. I was in uh, living in New Jersey and met some people, and they uh, had were in the business in uh, New York City. And I got in a, a job at a rental house. We're delivering camera packages and checking in sound packages, and that was 1995. Dang! In New York, in New York City. So, um, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really look for this. Uh, industry it kind of i just kind of stumbled across it and was like yeah. oh that's pretty cool and then i was doing and i was like doing cool stuff like court tv big uh big court cases down in new york city at the big courts and all kinds of weird stuff like staking out monica Lewinsky and things like that and oh, i'm like geez. i was i was like 19 or 18 or 19 when that all started so wow. have you ever met judge judy i have to ask for my dad that's like his favorite person in the whole world no, I never met her. Okay, but no. court cases, I have to imagine, pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, if, TV I, cases. <laughs> if, if I recall, like, you know, Dan Abrams is like a, he, you know, he's a big time anchor oh, yeah. guy. Now. Well, he was on court TV, like just a regular, like starting out reporter. and What? Some, I did not know else. that. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. Golly. That's- I, yeah. I saw a lot of, I kind of learned a lot of cool stuff when I was, I was young and I was running around New York City and talking to all kinds of people and we did a lot of uh, MTV so there, okay. you know so we did a lot of MTV a lot of the rap stuff 
uh, got to go to some different rappers' houses and stuff and stuff. <laughs> so yeah. And when did you settle into the sound department? Well, that was kind of the focus from the beginning. When I first met those people in New Jersey, um, I asked him, I said, what, 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 is, what is this that you do? You know, and he worked for NBC News in New York City. And uh, he took a buyout and started a company and partnered up with a camera rental house. And so he was kind of the sound side of it. Oh, cool. Because that's what he did um, at NBC. And so the focus was you work at this rental house, you'll learn some of this stuff, you'll check in these audio packages, and then down the road whenever it's, you're ready you can go out and start doing jobs and like my first job was like i think was a court tv interview or something yeah i love how scared, this, scared to death you never choose the sound life the sound life chooses you yeah <laughs> it just finds you and says yeah. you're mine now i don't like, right. I, don't, I love you that's the funny thing like i don't know any production sound mixers that started off being like i want to be a sound mixer <laughs> Well, that you know, I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, we always uh, we always fall into it because, like, that's I I, so. I fell into it completely serendipitously too. Being a musician, also now, uh, which this is funny because yes. um, a lot of people ask me, did I get into doing sound for TV because I was a musician? Well, I didn't. I didn't become a musician until I was. I didn't start playing until I was like twenty three or something. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah, for me, it was there, that, a whole, that was my like, connection was that whenever I started working at a studio, they were like, oh, you know music, right. so clearly you know how to do sound. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, they were okay. like, clearly you know <laughs> how to do sound. Yep. I'm like, all right, okay. I, I know, I get, <clears throat> excuse me, I get asked that all the time. But it's t- two unrelated things, but the music is actually kind of what brought me back to Oklahoma from there. So. Really? Yeah. I was gonna say that's quite the jump going from New York to New Jersey, Oklahoma. New York. Well, I'm yeah, I'm from Tulsa. Oh. And I moved up there to the to New Jersey when I was you know after like right before middle school, I guess. Nice. So we're gonna talk about kind of uh, we're just gonna do a, an overview of the sound department because it's just such a deep rabbit hole, everybody. <clears throat> Once you <laughs> think you know everything and you have everything that you need, there's brand new things that you did not know. So we're just gonna yeah. kind of skim across the very surface. Sure. So yeah, of, maybe I need to like every now and then call you guys out and be like, "Too nerdy, step back, explain yeah. it to yes. me, explain it if like you you're talking help. to dum dums." No, no. Yeah, I yeah. don't get it. <laughs> Kel- Kelly's gonna be our resident layperson that is gonna keep us grounded with jargon like, and stuff. I'm just gonna shout cool. out over my head, and then like you guys will bring it back down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So first, well, I, off, I have to figure out how to tell kid my kids things that I'm. I, it takes me a while to figure out how to explain it to a kid. So I'll kind of just, I'll <laughs> just do that like with that you. To me, yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> when a sound guy loves an actor very much, he puts a wire on her. Okay, so <laughs> so real quick, just kind of or give him us, or him or him. It's twenty twenty. This will be coming out in twenty twenty one. So you know we're living in the future. Right. Uh, describe the sound department for somebody who has no reference whatsoever. Okay. Do you? <laughs> so there's there's like feature sound because I know you're kind of a feature guy. Like a narrative feature kind of guy. That's but, and there's, true. There's Even there's other a... kinds of sound because I I do I do sports stuff now. I've been doing some sports things. Yeah. And some more of some like live broadcast type stuff. So God, that's so true. Okay. So there's di- there's there's different aspects in there. 
Start with film. Let's start with features. Film, feature film. There. That's like okay. what I relate most to. And then we'll go down from or go not so, down, but tangent right. from there. So the first thing you want to do is if you can get on a location scout so you can go and tell them all the places that are bad for sound and they can say, we don't care. We're going to do it here anyway. So <laughs> that's the first. Say it. <laughs> that's the first rule. <laughs> yeah. Why am I here? Which, which taps into that list of questions you gave me of pet peeves. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that a big one (laughs) uh, yeah so no you have um however many characters you know you got to figure out equipment wise you got to know how many characters you have and like how many characters are going to be in each scene and you got to make sure you have the right equipment to cover that and then you're also responsible for the time code and things like that the slate right all the time that's our department we bring that and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Cabe's setup here. He's got his time code slate. He's got his full recording rig and his cart. Freaking sweet. And man. like multiple booms. Just Yeah, I got a out. couple of mics hanging out just for... Yeah. Yeah. And so, right, this mic might be used for one thing, and this mic right here is used for a different thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then you have all the lobs, the wireless mics, and so you just get a lot of things to keep track of and make sure the stuff's working right. And then and then that's not even talking about putting mics on actors where they don't make sound. Yeah. yeah you have to uh, figure out where, extra- where to tape them and where to hide them. Is that like yeah. a huge mind game? It can be, and sometimes until you actually step up on the actor, you know, step to the actor, you, I've said, I've thought about it days in advance, like I don't know, I don't know, and then you get there and you just do it because it's just what you do. But it can be, it can yeah. be intimidating, well, especially de- if it's like a famous person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's some, right. there's some people of particular calibers who just don't want you touching them at all. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You have to yeah. enter the room head down and just like yeah. holding the yeah. mic out like a sacrifice. Like. Don't look at me. Bri- Brian knows how much I uh, am into actors. <laughs> I can't tell you. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times he's he's mentioned an actor's name and I said, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Either that or he, like, you, you recognize like, the name and it's just a response of disdain. Yeah, I was <laughs> Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, man. So let's kind of go down the list of um, equipment because, like, we're, we're talking to beginners here. So recording interface is the first thing. What do you suggest with recording interfaces and all that? You, recording, like, you, you mean like my field recorder? Yeah. Um, I use Sound Devices brand. Uh, pretty pretty rock solid. I'm using this sound device of 688. It's a six channel, six fader, uh, 12 channel. I think you can record up to 18 channels with routing different things together in different places and yada, yada, yada. But I generally don't use more than these six knobs right here, but it records to an SD card and it records to a compact flash card. And, um, it, it runs the time code. It's the clock. It's the clock system, which runs the slate, et cetera. That's right. And whenever people see those rolling numbers on the slate, they think it's some mystical thing that it means something important. What is, what yeah. is the time code? It's the time of day, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a that's clock. All it is. Really? That's all it is? That's it's all it is. The time of day. It is. It's just a matter. It, there's different rates that it runs at, which you really can't see with, you know, you can't tell with your eye. You, it's all about in the computer, you know, in the computer of recording and camera and sound, you know. Yeah. So people watching this can see that it's 723 
Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Mine, give th- or take. These aren't sync. These aren't synced up right now for whatever reason. But anyway, <laughs> they're close. They're yeah, about a minute off. So you got your mixer, uh, and then you've got your boom, which people are probably going to be starting off with just a boom. So let's talk yeah. about the boom real quick. The boom's great. It, you know, in features, you know, originally, and even way back, I guess even way back in studio, uh, the original studio days, they have mics on a boom, uh, whether it be like a crane operate boom kind of thing. Um, and there weren't lob, hidden mics. Like you can put the other track in here and there's a lob in here, but it's, it was always it was always boom or, you know, uh, overhead mics. And that's what they used. And you never get any rustling noise. And um, I, they're definitely key to production. And a lot of times if I can just use a boom on something, I'll just listen to that even though I have somebody wired. Yeah. Because it sounds so clean. This is this is a boom. And that's it's one of my favorite clean, ones. Yeah. That's a Sennheiser MKH-50. It's the Sennheiser MKH-50. God, that's such a sexy mic. That's what I've Yeah, it's really, it's really <laughs> nice. I really want to get another one. I would like to get a second one to have a pair for like doing a, a you know, two people in an interview or something. You so can't yeah, have your have... mics being lonely. Gosh. I know. Yeah. Terrible. That too. Maybe they'll have little baby mics and I can sell them. <laughs> yeah. They pop out these little guys after <laughs> little booms and then these guys pop out. Like, uh, yeah. For, for beginning mics, the, the MKH 50 is really good for indoor stuff. And then there's an, uh, there's a standard mic that we use that I'm pretty sure is the same. I, I'm pretty sure we have the same outdoor shotgun mic, which is what? I have the Sankin CS3. Nope, I do not have that one. Yours you is far better than mine. I have the 416. Ooh. The 416 is great too. That's I was gonna say. I mean, you were talking about beginning mics. Like a 416 is a news. Uh, that's what I started out with, and like the, some of the mics that I was using when I started were been around for 20 years. Uh, they're still really good mics, and they're they're workhorses, and they're they're robust, durable. I'd actually like to have one, but I don't really need one, so I'm not going to buy one. But that, I used a, a Sennheiser ME66, which is a two-piece microphone, and you can change the capsule, and it didn't have as great a, p- a pattern of pickup or didn't sound as good as this, but I used it for a long time before I bought a better mic. Yeah. And it was only, I think, altogether, I don't know, maybe $1,000, maybe less. I can't remember. Which, that's a, like... Folks, for the listeners, like when it comes to sound equipment and stuff, there really is you really are getting what you pay for. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to buy an Asden. Don't buy an Asden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just across the board, avoid this Asden. This podcast is sponsored by Asden. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. He's lost his sponsor. Don't buy them. <laughs> Luckily, this show is edited. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we're gonna talk kind of like basic boom hopping advice in just a second but real quick let's touch on the lobs so okay we've talked about our mixer we've talked about our boom mic and now we have the lobs which are a rabbit hole all in themselves mm-hmm. so what do you what do you got there uh, i mostly use the sankin uh cos 11 d cos 11 d it's a it's a small head mic let me see uh, this one's got us. So what does LAV stand for? Just out of curiosity. Okay, that's a good question. LAV, short for lavalier, which I looked up. Lavalier. Uh, which, I mean, apparently lavalier is apparently lavalier is a necklace of some sort. It's like oh. a, a French name for necklace or something. 
Hence, because when they first started using, they would hang uh, hang their mics. They would just hang them on the thing. You'd see if you watch like the '60s or uh, I don't know what year. I'm not good at that, but uh, they would have a mic hanging on a rope, essentially around their neck as a like a pendant, like a necklace, lavalier. It's almost like uh, that's what they use on Naked and Afraid. Is those or like uh, yeah, Love Island, yeah, which is our right. dirty pl- guilty pleasure. Love Island, they're always wet, they're always in the pool, and they've always got their mics hanging down. Yeah, most of the time those shows they are they are using a lav, but they this is where the boom, you know, when when they're in the water, they're probably booming that. Yeah, this is a lavalier mic. Can you yeah. see it? Oh, that's it's so tiny. that's how small my cost eleven D is. Wow, do and you use that through people's hair or normally just up the shirt? Um, normally it goes under the clothing, but, um, you can put that in somebody's hair. I, I actually, the only reason I asked that is because when doing stage shows, that's always like on theater, sure. you know, theater, like you're on stage, you need to move around. Yeah. So they'll like pin it there, but that Which looks different work, than those kinds. Yeah. It actually works really well, um, to do that. Um, uh, but obviously it takes more preparation. Yeah. If, if I've got yeah. to mic somebody, you know, they're going to come in, sit down, then I've got to stick the thing in there. But I did a shoot the other day. Um, is a COVID shoot and the people are wearing masks oh. and this one person had the shield on too. Oh God. Yeah. I've, I've so, been I had so far. A, I had a lob. I had a, well, no, I didn't have the lob here. I had the boom over here, which didn't sound that great. So what I did was between the foam of the face shield and the forehead, the oh, mic got wow. stuck right here. Nice. Crystal clear. Whoop. Get the sound Crystal. coming straight up from the mask right there. <laughs> I realize I had this funny hat on too. I look silly. Oh my gosh. Dude, well, and that's the, like, honestly, <laughs> I love wiring actors. And, and that's the funny thing. Like, we say in the industry, we say wiring. We don't, we don't even say yeah. loving. Yeah. It's, it is a love in which we wire you with. Right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I love the MacGyver aspect of, like, figuring out how to wire every because everyone's a little snowflake everybody's just wearing different stuff and they have yeah you know different body types and whatnot my running Sweat joke zones. is that <laughs> sound guys appreciate well-endowed ladies for a completely different reason than every other yeah. person on the planet it's because like the there's lots of room to hide things in there <laughs> I've, I've definitely approached actors and said i need to put this mic on you and the, really, the best place to do it is in is in this area in the airspace. Yeah, the airspace. The air, <laughs> that's airspace, a very you know? that's a very uh, very good way I to like put the, it. In the boobs, it's in the yeah. boobs, dude. It's, it's in the, the crack of the boobs. And you gotta like, yeah. there's like this read. You have to read people because like some people are really yeah. like standoffish, and other people are just like, get in there, man. <laughs> and yeah. like, it's uh, you you can't you, you gotta know, like. That's tell, funny you bring that up. You gotta you know, walk a tightrope. That that reminds me of when I crossed over the. I don't want to say cross the line. I, it reminds me of when I. I guess I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. I don't know how to put it in words. I was doing a show. Or I was doing a shoot in New York City. And I was still very young, and I was still pretty green. And it was at Swatch Store on Fifty Seventh Street. And it was a big grand opening, and Tyra Banks was there, and we had to mic her, and she had on this tight thing. And I went up, oh, and God. I was like, uh. "You mic Tyra's boobs?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't know, I was shaking. I was like, ah, <laughs> I got to put this mic on you." And I was so green. I don't, she's like, "Oh, just get in there, just go right just through here, get in there, get in there, and do it." And I did, and I was like, from then on, I was like, oh, "Okay, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I, I mean, after you've touched, I don't know how much her boobs are, are worth in like just life, but like that millions of dollars, Tyra Banks yeah. is worth her boobs alone. So oh. there you they're, go. They're now, now you know. So now you're a champ. You that's a winner. Yeah. You've already done yeah. it. You've done it I've, all. I've won. Well, and like, <laughs> well, yeah, and like, um, like, sound guys. You know, you do have to walk that tightrope. You do have to be able to read people. And like, what kind of advice would you give to a young person who is, who has never wired anybody of the opposite gender? Yeah. And now they're faced with this challenge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still challenging for me. I've been doing this for almost like, let's say, twenty five years. It's still a challenge. You have to be respectful, and you have to be able to explain what you want to do. Mm. You can't just and I. Sometimes I forget and I just walk up to people because I'm used to miking people all the time. I just walk up and start working on somebody and they're kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> Mostly if they're not if they're not an actor or used to it, you know, doing that sort of work. Uh, you can explain on your own body, like, I need to place the mic right here on the inside of your shirt. And I'm probably going to need to run the wire up over your shoulder. You know, I just kind of physically describe what I'm doing and demonstrate and and you know, with the, a little bit of distance, so you're not right up on them, and that way they know exactly what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, and that's the best thing to do is just be give them space, respect, and just and and just be descriptive on what you need to do. So that, so you're not just walking up and shoving your hand up their shirt. <laughs> some, nice to meet some, you, yoink. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I walked up to people and they don't know who I am. They don't know I'm the sound guy, and I just start putting a mic on them, and they don't. They're what? Are you, what? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm the sound guy today, and because I do it, you know, every day or whatnot. So yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah, really like, easy to forget that not everybody's used to that, and you know, I think it's really important, yeah. especially for people who are wanting to get into this, like understanding consent and, um tell them what you're going to do and then just do it. Like, I feel like yeah. the more awkward that you are, the more awkward yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, so if you're like yeah. dancing around it, like just get in there, man. Right. Oh. <laughs> I would be so bad at it. I'm not going to lie. I'd be really bad at miking people. I'd be, I'd make them feel super uncomfortable. I do that at the gym just by complimenting people's shirts that they're wearing. Like I just can't <laughs> help but be like, Hey dude, you looking good. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I'm like, Hey, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it would be. I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah. nah, just kidding. Oh. I'm telling you, it's still awkward sometimes. It's still <laughs> awkward sometimes. I've been doing this football show, and uh, it's an ESPN show, and I'm shooting, I'm doing all the uh, OSU football games this season. That's God, amazing. Wow, that's You're God. doing that? I've been wa we've been yeah. watching some the of the hour time. Up to it. Yes. Yeah, I'm oh. doing all the sideline stuff and what? some of the locker room. I've been only working on game days. So all the that's stuff you pick up from the sidelines of Coach Gundy and the yeah. quarterback coach and all the little things you pick up. That's me with my bag on with the boom. And you nice. Just getting people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But but what I was gonna say about that was um Coach Gundy, I don't put the mic on him. I got to get it all ready and hand it to him, and he takes it, and then and then he, he goes back himself. to it. yeah. It's and it's <laughs> it's super stressful because I can't ever go and work on it. And yeah, he, he has, probably hasn't. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He really, they don't really care about what no. you need. You know, they got a football game to win, which yeah. I get, but. Um, it's super nerve wracking and I get awkward because I'm like trying to hand him, hand it to him while he's like running into the locker room. And I'm just like, still kind of like, that's gotta be an interesting experience or like miking all those athletes while they're playing and they're really angry. 
Um, yeah. Like just Sticking being on the... them and they're just mad. Oh, yeah. I got the boom. I mean, right here, just like it is right here. Uh, <laughs> good plays and bad plays. And I'm just like, nah, that's what I got to do. That's what I'm going to do. Well, there's also like, uh, like when you're dealing with narrative stuff and you're dealing with like actors, you're also totally different. Dealing, ball game. It's a totally different ballgame in that, like, yeah. if it's a dramatic scene or something like that, now you're also having to work around the performance aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And like, kind of talk about that of like somebody is in a moment. How do you work around that? You know, sometimes that's when you just boom it. If you if you have the space, if camera department will give you a frame. You know what I'm talking about, Brian? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they'll give you a frame and you can get in there with the boom, you know, you know as well as I as well as I do that sometimes that's the best thing to do. But yeah, having to go and mark, you know, if somebody's in their trailer and they're getting and they're getting in their mode and then they just go come to set and are trying to stay in that mode and then you got to get a wire on them, you don't want to mess up their whatever is going on in an actor's head. Yeah. I don't. I know that, and that's it's. I feel very empathetic for actors that are trying to stay in a headspace and they're already they've already got makeup artists poking at their faces and all this kind of stuff and like Yeah. And uh yeah, so that little bit of advice for <laughs> the the That's younglings. a tough one. That's a tough one and sometimes you can but sometimes for those people you can go to their trailer ahead of time and get them wired. Mm -hmm. And that way they can get in their zone and you're one less one less person that's going to bother them. Yeah. Can I ask uh, just a, a more in-depth question about kind of scheduling? So you're basically in charge of just making sure everyone is mic'd the way that they need to be when this when the, they're starting their thing sure. or whatever. So yeah. you you've got like a mental list of people you need to have mic'd at certain times, or like do you fill out a chart or like what what's your pro yeah, process? I, I I think maybe some people are more in depth at it than I am. <laughs> no, I it's just, like, it just sounds like I, you know. I just talk to the first AD as much as possible because they're the one running the show, and 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 the first AD will talk to the second AD, and the second AD is I, 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 I think Brian, you correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times they're in charge of getting actors back and forth from set. Yeah, and so you just got to be in communication with all those people, and then you know if they say hey, so and so's here and and ready, you just got to be ready to do it. But yeah, yeah, knowing knowing who's in what scene and what scenes next and what that involves for you. You got to do. You got to be prepared for all that stuff. You're mm -hmm. just constantly you're, you're listening to the <clears throat> scene <laughs> and uh, everything going on around you. Hey there, film folks. If you're trying to get your project made, I got to tell you about my friends over at ngpfilm.com. If you are in the state of Oklahoma and you need equipment to get your project made, you need to go to NGP. They've got camera equipment grip and electric equipment, sound equipment, production gear, stuff for your locations, pretty much everything. And if they don't have it, they're going to help you find it. Their customer service and support is out of this world. Literally, if you're in the middle of your day and you need extra gear, they will come to where you are and drop the stuff off. Or they have a super convenient night pickup and drop off. So you can call them, they'll leave it in these really cool little bins with a code that they give you, and then you show up, and you put the code in, and then voila, you got the gear, and then when you're done with the gear, you come back, you leave it in the drop-off, you put the lock back on, and then shazam, your day's over at 3 in the morning. NGPfilm.com is pretty much the best thing Oklahoma Film has to offer. If you have any rentals, anything that you need, check them out, NGPfilm.com. <laughs> 
talk a little bit about that interacting with other departments and stuff because I feel mm-hmm. like sound department we are we are relying heavily on lots of other departments. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Um, definitely. You got to be you got to be cool with the camera department because if you can't work with the camera department, then you're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Period. Constantly pushing you out of the scene. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. Yeah, I mean that's lighting. You kind of just gotta work around lighting, but um, camera, you gotta be you gotta be working in conjunction with because you know you you, you want you need to be able to figure out what angle they're gonna shoot and what they're gonna see and where you can be in relation to the camera and what kind of frame it's gonna be. So if you're if you can be buddy buddy with the first AC or whoever's pulling focus or who somebody who's always got an eye on the frame to where you can work with them so they can help you make sure that you're not in the shot or whatnot with your boom or your boom operator. Uh, first AD, you know, AD department, of course, um, grip and electric most, well, the grips, a lot of times you need stuff what, rubber matted or we need to quiet a squeaky whatever mm. i don't know you gotta shut you just the floor every, up or something yeah i don't know did you do were you on mon- uh which one was it monday oh monday did at 11 a.m yes did you work with me on that yes we did the okay. whole run except for like the last day and i i i uh, was able to like hand it over to yeah. dylan shelby to boom for you i think oh that's right that's right he had yes. to do like the real intense like kissing weird oh <laughs> my god scene and i was like oh man that was that movie is a thing of legend (laughs) oh no for the audience if you have not seen the movie monday at 1101 a.m look it up on amazon it is oklahoma's the room (laughs) it is the dumbest movie but almost in a fantastic way nice the reason i thought of that movie is because speaking about being uh uh, good terms with all the departments. I don't know if you remember, Brian, they built the whole dolly track right on the wood floor behind the hotel counter. And it was making so much noise that I was like, we have to put rubber mats under that. Do you remember I that? I do remember that. And yeah. they had to take the dolly off and take the track up and put the rubber mats down and the ferny pads and put it all back together. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it's still noisy. But <laughs> yeah, I think you so. have to be friends with them so that they won't hate you when you ask for something. Yeah. I yeah, feel like but, eventually we need to make like a Charlie Day-esque chart where it's like sound department, like drawing lines to all the like different and then like caught like like you've got wardrobe over here and like yeah, everyone's <laughs> oh, like yeah, wardrobe's you got a buddies, you gotta be good with this group. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah wardrobe. So wardrobe. You need, yeah. Yeah, wardrobe. I mean, you I mean, yeah, most of the time I don't know what the actors are gonna wear, but you can certainly get with wardrobe ahead of time and and look at all the wardrobe and if you know, if you can get get a go in there and get a look at it and, and, and listen to it. I go in there and do this. I go, this one's really noisy. If you can avoid this one, please don't wear that one, you know. <laughs> or if they know that it's gonna be a super skin tight or a dress that's gonna be difficult to get into, then you can get with them on that and and you both know that you need to wire that person before they are done with wardrobe. Yeah. You know Things it's like funny. That. I feel like I am the tightest with like the wardrobe girls, well, and guys, like the wardrobe people, we actually hang out offset all the time. Like I'm really close with a lot of the wardrobe people because of the fact that I'm interacting with them and tearing yeah. up their clothes so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, if, yeah. Sometimes you got to cut through and things like that. Yeah. You know, no, Word of advice help you with that. for the audience: ask permission from ask the wardrobe people before you cut holes. <laughs> ask first, yeah. always. 100%. I've learned. I did learn that. I know that rule. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you got to just pay attention to the whole program. You got to, you know, Brian's probably seen me do, you know, working with me where he's talking to me or something. And I'm just not hearing him because I'm (laughs) listening to something that's going on way over there. Because (laughs) what they're talking about is a piece of information that's going to determine what I need to do. And even though they're not going to come and tell me that. So do you, do you think that you have trained yourself to be good at compartmentalizing important things? Cause you're obviously taking in so much information all at once. I mean, it's like, it's like having kids, right? I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) You have to focus in on the kid that needs that thing the most and then just ignore the rest of them. (laughs) Yeah. You, you have to just say, okay, this is a, this is a block of time or let's just call it, let's call it. Okay. This is this scene that we have to do. Right. Yeah. Or maybe this location. Cause you're on a location. You might have to change setups a few times, but if the more information you can get ahead of time, so you know what you're looking at and then you can play all that stuff out in your head as it's happening. And then being, it's like playing chess, being a step ahead, knowing that once we finish this, we got to get all this stuff and go over there <laughs> and then change mics on three actors and you have to know, you know, you got to know all those steps ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you know, the last thing you want and... is for people to be waiting on the sound department. Cause yeah, I, you know, people joke about holding for sound. I yeah. hate hearing that so much. <laughs> oh yeah, It's not funny <laughs> anymore. Sure. No, it's not. And I, I try to make it a point that, Oh, I pulled my headphones out. I try to make it a point that I never hear that. Cause that, yeah, it's a it's a naughty it's phrase. It's usually not man. my fault. Yeah, uh, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not Always take the blame. Is it? Is that how this goes? <laughs> you guys are the blame takers. A lot of times, like, well, sound, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> my one of my favorite things is uh, if we're doing a shoot and you know this, there's trucks or whatever, the dogs barking outside or whatever, and they and you know we have to stop and they go, we gotta stop. There's a sound problem. And a lot of times I can't keep myself from saying it's actually a location problem. Yeah, actually yeah. it's the dog. It's, yeah. it's the dog that's the problem. So, so my fault that the dog is barking. There's, there's been a number of times where that's come out and I've thought, I don't know if I should have said that, but it's, it's true. <laughs> my mic's my mics sound good. <laughs> yeah, the dog my fault. so good that they can fault. hear that truck. Where's sound department not God? Uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was on a shoot and we were in, we're in Dallas and we're shooting in, in this cool looking space and everyone's like, oh, that's cool looking space. Well, <laughs> out the window, the single pane windows that wrap around the whole place, out the single pane windows right down there, one floor down is where the garbage truck comes to pick up the compacted trash <gasps> of where they run oh, the comp- no. trash compactor all day long down right underneath <laughs> where we're shooting. So. You tell me, is that a sound problem? Is, or is that a location problem? problem? Can you? Do, well, that's the funny thing is, like, sometimes you'll actually have people that turn to you and are like, "Can you do anything about that? Yeah. About the plane? What do you want me to yeah. do? Shoot it down? Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know. Or can Which, you hear that? And I, you know, one of my other favorite <laughs> lines is when you know, if a director turns to me and says, "Can you hear that?" and I'll say, "Can you hear that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and, and they usually go. 
Yeah. Okay. You know, like yeah. in their head, you know, it's like, but, I mean, come on. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are, real. since we are talking about kind of bogeys <laughs> in the background, like yeah. um, what are some things that you can get away with? That's the thing that I get asked mm. all the time. That's tricky. That's tricky. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you learn that. Cause uh, well, I do know how you learn that. It's just with time. And there are still, there are still times where I'm going, I think it's okay. I, they can do wonders with post audio. They can do amazing things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I remember when I first started, I was again back in New York and I was doing a theater show for PBS or something. And we would go into the theaters on Sunday mornings and it would just be noisy and there would be things going on. It's New York city. And I would be so scared. Cause I was like, they're going to, you know, I can hear it. And they're like, you got to let it go. And so eventually you just kind of like, I don't know, maybe there's an internal level to where like, oh, there's the sirens coming up this far. We got to stop. You know, mm, yeah. mm. it's a lot. Of, it's judgment calls. Judgment it's calls. just a judgment call. And it's, it would help if you knew more about post audio. I've yeah. never done post, but they really can do amazing things with uh, it, audio. And it really now. is amazing. Like I actually sat in on a demonstration of buddy of mine. We were working on this scene and I, and we land on the set and they have built the set in this little warehouse area. And I walk in, you know, like you walk past the fake walls and everything, and now you're on the set. And the set is directly beneath a main vent that cannot be shut off. And yeah. I mean, this Dude. thing is freaking loud. Like, <laughs> and like I walk in, I'm like, you guys built this under, right the, under this. <laughs> did this never cross your mind? Well, no, just, it didn't. Yeah, it circles it back around to when you're supposed to be. You go ahead of time and say, "Nah, I don't think so," and then they just say, "We don't care." Too yeah, bad. but here's the thing: <laughs> like, it, you know, so I was um, buddies with the post people, so I went and visited the post people just to just to say hey, and I uh, just wanted to. I like to check in on the post guys just to make sure everything's, you know, everything's up to snuff. And yeah, he showed a, me the capabilities of what <clears throat> post audio can do now with. Um, oh shoot! What's the name of the software? Um, uh, Audit Audix RX or something like that. Uh, Audient? Nope. Oh man! Isotope. Isotope, Isotope RX. Isotope. 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 Ooh. Isotope. Yeah, spelled I Z O T O P E. Or I think so. Something like that. Isotope yeah. with a Z. Anyway, mm -hmm. he was able to pull all of that out, all of that vent noise out, and it literally was squeaky clean yeah. and like wow. he showed me that and i turned to him and i said you just made me the laziest sound guy <laughs> on the planet because that was just beyond me so it is well, kind of astounding what you can do yeah and it's great for you to be there to see that so that you can use that information to help make judgment calls in the field because you often don't have any control yeah let me back up. You never have any control. <laughs> That's not true. You know, you get braver and you, you like stop the production because you have to have something because, you know. Yeah. Uh, forgot where I was going. Yeah. Well, if you're starting off, like, let's say, like, early on, you're probably not going to have as much money for, like, post sound stuff, right? That's like, that's not true. something that you're going to throw in money at right away. Yeah. So you still want to have, like, good, crisp sound in the beginning. But then, like, later on as you get onto bigger projects, that's when you can make those judgment calls, right? Does that make sense? Is that no. what I'm getting at? <laughs> well, what you're saying makes sense because there are, a lot of, there are a lot of productions that say, hey, and maybe it's a short turnaround. They don't have time to go through 
post and clean everything up. So some things you, you have, you know, I would say right. most, most of the really indie feature stuff, they need it to be, they really need it to be as good as you can possibly get it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to have the money to spend to do that in post. That's actually one of my favorite memories of you while we were shooting Monday at 11 to 1 a.m. We were doing this ballroom scene. This is very far pre-COVID, so we had a massive group of people yeah. all in one I room. remember those days. Back in those <laughs> days, you know, when we could just not be freaked out all the time. Yeah. But, like, uh, we're on these old creaky wooden floors, and there's major dialogue happening, and... Uh, I, I think the first AD came to you and he was like, is that going to be a problem? And you, and you turned to him and you said, well, what's your ADR budget look like? <laughs> <laughs> and he just paused and was that? like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, of course oh. it's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I, I haven't, I, I would probably remember that if I worked on more feature stuff, you know, I'm, I'm not doing much feature stuff now, but Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, amazing. what you tell me, you know, do, can you, can you, you know, I don't, yeah, I mean. I feel like I, I'm. Again, it's like going on a location scout and saying these floors, the hundred year old wood floors. Oh, what about going down the hallway? Do you remember the running down the hallway? Oh stuff? my God. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, not, not, not that. just that, but our steady cam operator was wearing a fucking <laughs> track suit. A freaking windbreaker. Yeah, from LA. She's big time too. She thought oh, we, she maybe, was the stuff, I don't man. know. I don't want to talk awesome. smack too bad, but that was fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it was I the mean, noisiest steady cam operator. On. And not only was she wearing a, tr- a, a windbreaker that was swish, 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 whenever she would move, the steady cam itself was the creakiest. Oh, like, but there's, but there's also three other people running down the hall with her. It's like, you know, so that's, there's, there's eight. There's eight feet going bop, 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 <laughs> on an old wooden floor. Like, can you hear it? I'm like, yeah, I can hear it. Of course you hear it. What are you talking about? Uh, you can hear it. You know these mics are sensitive. Maybe yeah. they don't. But I mean, come on. You're in You're in production. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everybody needs to be aware of everybody else's department. You know, I always try to be aware of camera, and I try to be respectful of everybody, lo- location, of, of set dressing. You don't ever want to touch any of the stuff that's on set. You don't sit in the chairs. You you, you know, just wardrobe. You don't want to mess with their stuff. It just goes on and on and on. Everybody's got to be pay attention. And that that person doing steady cam wasn't just didn't care about anybody else. I mean, that was, just, but she, I think she even kept doing that after we even asked her to not wear those pants. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She didn't give a single crap because she had wow. worked on Sharknado people. Well, she was yeah. big time. The winner of the best movie picture of the decade. Yeah. Sharknado. Yeah. Oh man. Mm. That's not, I don't, I never watched it. I never did either. I, I think <laughs> I got drunk one night and did, but I can't remember anything. <laughs> there were sharks and a tornado and eventually a combination of the two. Yeah. <laughs> so can I ask, uh, maybe this is a dumb question, but when you're dealing with weather and you're outside and you have microphones and you have boom, you know, all these things, like what, what are you looking at to deal with sounds from the weather and actual moisture and physical responses to your equipment that's a good question man i i i just hate shooting in the rain (laughs) so the answer is just don't do it don't work on any sets that are in the rain you cannot do it that's your best option (laughs) 
it's it is literally my least favorite thing about what i do and the scariest thing like when i'm going to a shoot them if i'm outside i'm like i just hope that it's not going to be raining yeah you guys are the ones that make that kind of call of safety right as far as like i don't know do you guys make that call for safety first or no Uh, i think the safety call usually is the lightning yeah because of lightning i will say that there has been a couple times where I, you know, I think all of us have a weather app on our phones that we can track lightning strikes and stuff, especially in our department, because we're walking around with a freaking lightning rod. Right. So, like, there has been one or two shoots that I've been on where I have had a subtle conversation with the first AD, and then he's like, all right, we need to cover. We need to (laughs) (laughs) Everybody get in the barn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, the lightning. And then if there's a lightning strike, what is it within 30 miles? Then you got to shut down for. I've always heard it's within that it's six supposed miles. to be within five miles. Five, but you can get miles. away with ten. Wow. Okay. So yeah, ten miles, and then until it's not until there are no strikes within ten miles, you have to shut down. Or yeah. For for thirty minutes, I don't know. You have to wait thirty minutes after the last strike. Yeah. And then you can start back up again. Can we talk about some safe and healthy, like uh, safety hazard, health hazards for you guys in your field of work? I'm sure sure that takes a toll. Let's talk about back issues, Cabe. Oh, (laughs) goody. (laughs) I think we all have them. I've gone from shoulder problems. um, I've always had lower back stuff. Um, I had some really bad shoulder stuff going on. Everything was just locked up. super tight i got um went to a masseuse got on a regimen of massages which finally broke all that stuff free and that was and that was huge um because it hurt just everything hurt because i this thing is i don't know 15 pounds maybe and i've got it on a on a harness you know for seven hours or whatever Mm. uh trash is your lower back but uh i have some ankle stuff going it's a lot of weight there's a lot of extra yeah. weight and i got plantar fasciitis going on <laughs> which is awesome you should <laughs> get some fun. of that no that's really great no but it's yeah. it's physically demanding especially if you're gonna do uh, if you're gonna do like a low budget indie feature where you're gonna be the boom guy too then you're gonna be well, i don't know what brian 13 hours in the bag and oh booming. god it's yeah it's terrible and my wow. last my last shoot i it was a 16 hour freaking day and i was doing double duty sound mixing and boom operating and like by the end of the day your back is just a freaking accordion and uh yeah so yeah i i will say for the listening audience like if you are wanting to get into this world take care of your back Mm. make sure that you've got good orthotics in your shoes and Mm. and uh don't be afraid to go get a massage or go to the chiropractor or anything like that because it i mean that's it it all it all it's all connected man it is all connected it's all connected i started doing uh, morning yoga i found this youtube channel called yoga with adrian and uh so like man i'll be doing stretches and it'll like from the top of my head to the tip of my toes like everything will tingle oh my gosh it's good you gotta do it and uh if you're a dude you know just it's it's not not manly it's just yeah it's gonna it's gonna benefit you and just do it and start from the beginning and take care of yourself that's right you know just light some candles turn on some burke baccarat and do some yoga 
Uh, I don't have any Burt Backrack. And then I have a bath with bath salts and feel like the manliest yes. man in the world. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, real quick, I, I don't know if we touched on this, but can <clears throat> we can we real quick touch on basic boom operating? Sure. Things like like important things to remember about boom oh, operating. Yeah. Like boom some operating. Real, real basic tips for uh, yeah working a boom. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The most the most basic thing is keep the boom out of the shot. <laughs> so <clears throat> knowing where the frame is 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 crucial. So like you need to know that right here that's in the frame versus exactly. that much difference. Just a exactly. couple inches matters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even do- more so when you're on those tight shots, right? It's like tight shots for- tight shots are easier. Okay. You know, if I if my framing is like this, then I can be this far away. Okay. If I'm back gotcha. here, I have to be however far. far. You know what I'm okay. saying? The yeah, further away you are, the more space you need. So, and a lot of times in a, in a uh, when you're shooting a scene, we hopefully you'll do the wide master first, mm. and you're not really going to get the boom in there where you need to. But then they go and they uh, punch in and do uh, do the tighter stuff, and then you can get the boom in there closer. Yeah. But uh, a lot of times th- with the 4K or 6K, I don't even know. Are they doing 6K now? 8K? Dude, they're up to 8K now. Yeah. Th- well, we'll just we'll just punch in. Just shoot it wide and we'll punch in. Well, so you don't stupid. get to get your boom in there. Yeah. I remember. You need the tight, you need the tight shots. When we were working on, uh, <clears throat> oh, shoot. It was that stupid Christmas movie. You mean, <laughs> you mean the one the that they missed? The list it's listed as Christmas Trap on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. Christmas Trap. It was originally, it, but it was Southern Christmas. Yeah, it was Southern Christmas, and then I remember, like, overhearing a conversation between the the writer director and like some grips of like, you know, this isn't the South, right? Because it's set in Oklahoma. This isn't <laughs> yeah. the South. This is the Midwest. This is the Midwest. <laughs> and they were like, oh. <laughs> so then it changed to the Christmas That's Trap. That's weird. Do you but remember, I remember the- like? There was a point where we were shooting this like emotional scene and I literally had to like, I I was the boom op on this one. Cabe was sound mixing and I had to have the conversation with the director of like, you're wanting to shoot wide and tight, which is where they're shooting a big wide shot. And then they're also shooting close up coverage on individual actors. And I had to explain to him just the basic physics of it's going to sound like a crazy wide shot, but you're in on people's close ups during they're supposed to get all teary eyed and stuff. Yeah. So it's not going to make physical sense. So yeah. you <clears throat> and they want filmmakers they, and then, out there. They'll, they'll say, well, can't you just use the lav? But the lav doesn't sound as good and natural as the boom does. Because yeah. the boom's like, you know, the boom's like your ear standing next to the person. And the lav is like your ear under their shirt against their chest hair. <laughs> Going... <laughs> <laughs> but but when when you're a sound person you can hear the difference it, you can tell if you watch a movie if i watch a show or a movie i can a lot of times if it hasn't been uh the pro- sound processed a ton i can say oh that's that's a law i can just tell by the way it sounds or that's boom because so it's super natural sounding yeah which uh, speaking of southern christmas i think on my second slate, this is my newer slate. The old slate, uh, I think it still has the the Southern Christmas stuff. Does on. it really? I think so. Oh man, that's where I'd get it down and show you, but it's up there. We we got to work with uh, one of the guys from Rascal Flats. Yeah, Joe 
Uh, what was his name? J- Joe Don Rooney or something like that. Yeah, nice. yeah. He was a nice guy. Or was that his character name? I think. No, I, I think, think that's that his, his real name. name. Yeah, that's his real name. Yeah, he's from Oklahoma. Yeah, he was. A and Shelley, Shelley, Shelley Duvall. Shelly Duvall, you worked with Shelly Duvall in that movie? I thought it was Shelly Long. Oh, Shelly Long. Shelly Long. Long. I was That's like, right. is Shelly Duvall still alive? I don't even yeah. know. She is, but Shelley I don't Long. Think she's she is. I think she's lost her mind. Shelly Long. Wow. And then that guy, the other guy, Christian, whatever, who had a big, that big, whatever series on USA or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The dark haired guy. Yeah. Christian uh, something. Oh, um. See, I'm not, I don't know actors and names. Is this the guy from Burn, Burn Notice or no, not him? Um, the Librarians? The librarians. I oh, think he oh. was on the librarian. What that show was? I don't know. Some random show. Look it up. I'm to be. How do you handle it when yeah. mics go mics go missing, or what do you do? How do you do you keep your cool? I have you hunt I them have down, had, and you say, "Give me my back." I had a very good run of not having much gear broken or yeah. Didn't mean to curse uh, you guys. <clears> Sorry. Yeah, I, I did have a lob go in the drink. We were shooting on a river, and we did this scene. And the guy was going to go in the river and we knew it, like go out, like fall out of the boat. This is a reality show. <laughs> and so we're like, I'm like, okay, but when it gets time to jump out and fall out of the boat, we got to get the mic off before he goes in the water. So we did that. We took the mic off and then, and he's just super back hunt backwoods dude. Uh, Trapping hogs is what the story was. Noise. Oh wow! Oh yikes! Uh, yeah. So we're you know. <laughs> so anyway, I got to we're taking we're taking this John boat with this huge metal hog pin, and the thing is gonna it's gonna. No. There's a bunch of people outside my house. Sorry, <laughs> it's, not my, it's not my kids, right? I'll, I'll mute myself now. Sorry. So we're John boat, big crate. It's going to go in the water when he takes this turn. We stop, get the mic off. Great. Do the scene. Gets back out of the water. We finish that part. He gets back out of the water. Gets back in the boat. We're like going again. I get him mic back up and he's like, he decides to take another dunk. <laughs> I did. You just, you just, what are you doing? Yeah. Man, you just killed that mic. Anyway, I ended up getting uh you know, replacement money from the production. I mm-hmm. bought a waterproof one, but which I hardly ever used. And so that's just one of the things. I mean, you have that they happens. have insurance. You need to try to make sure you can get the certificate of insurance and stuff like that. But man, when it's your own gear, you gotta worry about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this I was say that's a really good tip. Brent, add that back into the original say, content. Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. we're back into the main episode. <laughs> By the way, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, hey, well, get insurance you, on your own stuff if you're using your stuff and yeah. Take if a they, hit because it's going to happen. Even if you have insurance and you and a piece of gear goes down and and you're covered, you still have that time where you're not going to have that gear replaced. So yeah, yeah, that could bite you if you need it when you don't have it. Yeah, yeah, which means you're possibly losing money because you can't do a particular job or something like that. And God, right, it's a pain right. in the ass. Okay, well, what do you do when you when someone's uh, overly sweaty? I'm sorry, that's my last question. Ooh, that's when a, they that's just profusely sweaty because, like, okay, I remember, and I'm sure I've told Brian this, but like they always put our 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 mics for stage like in condoms and to stick close to your body because then condoms will oh, keep yeah. the moisture out from the mic while you're dancing around and moving around that was like a thing they did and i didn't yeah. get it until it makes sense but you want to use the dry ones <laughs> yeah, non- you, don't want, you do not want the lubricated yeah. always dry with baby powder in them yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I know I never really liked doing that, but I mean, I've had to do it a couple times, but uh, yeah, I haven't if really people... come across that a lot. But you okay. can also use those on, on your boom. If it's going to be raining, you could do that too. Use the dry oh. condom on your connection there. You can try that. So right, I, right. that I, I actually have a funny story about non-lubricated condoms because that's what we use is specifically <laughs> non-lubricated condoms. And you cannot buy these things in singles or like. In no, small they come packages. in like mass bulk. You have to buy <laughs> bulk <laughs> non-lubed condoms, which makes me I just really want my house to get broken into. So the guy can like but, and just see a load of non-lubed condoms. Why are there 500 like, this guy likes to get it on condoms. in pain. And he likes it to be dry. <laughs> yeah. But I have a funny story. So I um I had been on a shoot the day before uh and it, it was super hot so I I did have my mic packs and in non-lubed condoms and then I pulled it off and then I put it in my back pocket. Well, the next day I'm teaching a class in front of a high school. <laughs> And I'm in the same pants because <laughs> I'm disgusting and I don't wash my a pants. Hobo, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the teacher raises his hand and he says, uh, Mr. Gilliland, you have something in your pocket. And uh, I reach back and I pull out a freaking condom fully <laughs> out. <laughs> and I'm in front of what all these high schoolers. And like the funny thing is that my brain doesn't even see a condom anymore. My brain no, sees a piece of equipment, and I'm just nonchalantly like, "Oh yeah, well this is what we used." <laughs> <laughs> like a, holding a condom in front of a group oh, of yeah. high schoolers, explaining that it's a very important piece of equipment. Educational along, tip, along with kids. butt plugs. Yeah. You've got to have your butt plugs for your got for your, your wireless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to have your butt plugs and your non-lubricated condom. Yeah. For the listeners, oh, wow. we, we call great. wireless uh, transmitters for the booms butt plugs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't have any, I don't have any of those. Yeah, I prefer to be hardwired myself, but you can butt yeah. plug it up if you want. You can. I don't think they sound as good wireless. You, we've tried, but you know all that stuff we got to put together to make it work. Yeah, uh, anyway, I'm not a fan whatever. of wireless. I like anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> in just a second, we're going to talk to Cabe about some crazy onset stories. And if you want to hear his onset stories, go to patreon.com slash Okishosho and become a patron today. Well, man, thank you so much for giving us your evening and swapping yeah. stories and advice and everything. Where can people find you online? What's what do you mean online? <laughs> what? What's your website uh, slash social? I have, Where's your yeah. house? <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, I was a lot more um, socially social media present before this pandemic thing, and I kind of scaled everything back. I have my Facebook, I have like thirty friends on it. <laughs> I, I have. A, I also have a, a Cape Cornell Audio LLC Facebook page. I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, I don't really, and that's connected to my Instagram. And so when I post on Instagram, it goes directly to that or my other one, but I, I don't you know. I don't, I haven't really been doing it. That's lame. I'm lame. <laughs> I got off Facebook when I moved. I feel you. I was like pandemic. I'm moving. I'm out. And I just got off and yeah. I've never looked back. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know, when I get real busy, I try to take Instagram photos 
I try to take cool pictures and keep it positive and work related and interesting and go to Instagram. And then that goes directly to Facebook. And that way there's some positivity and it's just about the cool stuff I'm doing. And I think it's cool, but that's about all the posting and I haven't been working that much. So uh, I haven't been doing that. Maybe next year will be better. Hopefully next year is going to be IMDB and uh, Facebook. There's not, there's just nothing on there. It's just lame. <laughs> You're really bad at pitching yourself, Cabe. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's like uh, I, I've never gotten a job from Facebook. Yeah. Okay. I've never gotten a job from uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> I've never had anybody come from Instagram and go, oh, wow, that's a great shot. Will you do sound for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want to write Cabe some snail song. mail, then send him some snail mail. Yeah. What's your P.O. <laughs> box number? Yeah. yeah. No, it's I'm easy to find. Cabe Cornell. Cabe Cornell, Cabe Cornell. Audio, Tulsa, Oklahoma, sound mixer. If you can, if you've got my name there, you can probably find me. Boom. Oh, well, there okay. you go. Dude, this has been fun catching up with you and swapping stories and stuff for sure Thank man so much. i've enjoyed yeah. it yes i love it it's right. good it's a long time coming i'm saying we've been trying to do this for like i, I think like three or four <laughs> years at this point <laughs> it's so. been a long time at least yeah yeah for sure we did, did it. it all right man all right appreciate you you bet. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. The Okie Show Show is a mostly harmless media podcast recorded at Tower Studios in Oklahoma City. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you're a business or industry professional that would like to advertise on the podcast, email info at okieshowshow.com. Rates starting as low as $25.